0: Hello, friendo. You know that feeling you get when you're around a good friend? There's nothing like it. It can make a bad day good and a good day great. I wanted to create a podcast that made me feel just like that. Every person has a story. And here in Frendo, we're going to celebrate them. I'm going to introduce you to fascinating people that will make us laugh, make us think, and inspire us. More than anything, this is a place where we can be ourselves. This is Frendo. Can you believe that as we're listening to this, as I'm recording this, two years ago, we were just living our lives, you know, like normal, the ups, the downs, getting the groceries. There were some rumblings on the news about this, you know, <laughs> COVID situation, but you know, we had no idea what was to come. I saw a post about that recently on Instagram. And just for fun, I grabbed my phone and, you know, keyed in the dates March 2020 and, and was like, what was I up to? You know, within the week leading up to the world shutting down. And in my, in my life, I had been planning a birthday party for Jack, who was turning, I guess he would have been turning six. So he was turning six. And we had a few people gather at an indoor play place and they did like arcade things and soft play. And he looked so little, you know, he just had this little buzzed haircut and he looked so tiny. And all of the friends that he was with were at a different school. Like so much has changed, you know, in two years. My hair was different. I was... Catalog my life via the haircuts I've had. So I was blonde at the time. And, you know, I was just looking at the clothes I was wearing, which I no longer wear. And it's just really interesting when you look back two years. And then I remember on March 13th, it was a Friday, it was the Friday before March break. I had taken Esme out of school and we had gone to Walmart and bought like this huge grocery order. And I have a photo of Esme, or actually it's an Instagram boomerang thing where she's standing in the aisle with the uh, toilet paper and it's empty and all the racks are empty. And she's, we're just kind of like in shock. How could that be? Right. And then, wow, two years later. So I guess what I thought I would do today with this solo episode, which I will be doing every now and then, is just touch base. How are we all doing? You know, we had no idea How much would change and all these different phases we would go through over the last two years? No one could have anticipated this. Well, I suppose some people could have. I suppose the scientists maybe had an idea, but you know, I had no idea. And I remember even, you know, when the world started to shut down, I was walking my dog's. And I, I had stopped by a neighbor, and we were chatting, and it was kind of like everyone was having these conversations, like, "Can you believe this is happening? What's going on?" type of thing. And this woman, she said, "You know, oh, my son works in a lab. He's a scientist. He's based out of the UK, and I think we'll probably really won't see anything return to normal for the next two years." And I remember looking at this woman, like, "Yeah, okay, like, what is she talking about?" And I think about her often because, oh my goodness, here we are two years later and it feels like we're sort of returning or we're starting anew. On March 21st, or maybe it's March 20th, here in Ontario, the mandate for wearing masks is gonna be dropped. I anticipate a lot of people will probably still want to wear masks. Um, What I like about it is you can like, what I like about it is now that we're used to wearing masks, like I feel like there's a little bit more um, etiquette, you know, like if you're not feeling your best, maybe pop on a mask to prevent the spread of germs, that type of thing. But it's really interesting that that will be dropped. And when I told my kids the other day that once we come back from March break, we're not going to have to wear masks. You get to go back to school and like leave the mask at home. You know, my eight year old Jack just jumped for joy and said, oh my God, I'm going to be able to breathe when I'm at school because it is rather constricting. You know, I have the freedom where I don't have to wear a mask all day. It is not very enjoyable. To be honest, my kids don't really complain about it, but it's there. It's a thing, right? Jack came home yesterday. He had a big scratch on his face just because of where the mask kind of scratched him. And it's just, it's a whole thing. So that's really exciting. Um, You know, the vaccine vaccine passport situation we had going on for a bit here where we had to show our vaccine certification like everywhere we went. That's been dropped. Um so it just feels like there's a little bit of an ease of doing life, like it's coming back, you know, and, and I'm very excited about that. But I just think it's a bit what's the word I'm looking for? Naive, foolish to think that we're just going to, you know, return to society and and unscathed the reality is many many of us have just had our head above water whether it comes to you know our mental health situation our financial situation relationships have been under strain there are so many elements of our lives that have been impacted by this And, you know, looking back on some of the chapters, you know, when we had, remember at the start, when we had the mask shortages, that was a, that was a time you could not find masks anywhere. The chaos of grocery shopping, of trying to find all of the things we needed. And then the, the lack of, of communication or maybe the, the spread of misinformation about how we thought we would run out of things. And so we were bulk buying, um, And then the lockdown after lockdown after lockdown, you know, I can't speak for the rest of the world because honestly, it was hard to even keep track of what was going on in my own province here in Ontario, in Canada, but it was... It was a lot. I mean, I stumbled upon a photo where we had been reunited with my dad. So my dad is a bachelor and he lives alone in Toronto and he manages an Airbnb and has to be around for his tenants and things. Uh, but his apartment is kind of small, like a lot of apartments tend to be in the city, you know, Um and we had kept our distance from him based on the information about how this spreads. You know, my dad was going through uh, cancer treatments and things. And so we were, you know, he was one of those immunocompromised people and we didn't want to expose him potentially to, you know, the virus. So we had kept our distance for a bit. And then I remember... It would have been after my birthday. I don't know the exact date, but everyone was wearing shorts, so I'm going to lean towards June when we could start visiting outside again. And I've got this little photo series of the kids, you know, hugging dad and hugging grandpa and just reuniting. And the challenges that we faced for people living alone in those times. Like it's so easy to forget all of these chapters, right? Um and now here I was walking the streets of Toronto. You know, I've been to Toronto a few times in the last few weeks, which has just been wonderful. And typically when I get invited for, you know, social media things, it's like a rare event that I would go. There's a lot, usually there's a lot of events happening around the city and fun opportunities. And I try to go to a few here and there, but I'm telling you, I've been invited to things and I'm just saying yes, just to have an opportunity to leave the house, go on a field trip, experience new things. And what I found so shocking is here I was walking down Queen Street West, which in the past has always been like bustling shops and, um, just like a fun street to walk down. Grab a Starbucks or a second cup, and you know, you, you walk in and out of stores and things, and maybe go for lunch on Spadina or whatever. Anyway, so what we're, we were walking down the street, my dad and my daughter and I, and there were so many shops that were just closed, like vacant places. And You know, it'll be very interesting to see how the last two years has impacted the way we shop, the way we consume things. You know, are we going to be going to brick and mortars or we have or have we like completely transitioned to online shopping? But, you know, you think that one shop was somebody's store, somebody saved up and had a business plan and paid rent on this place and had a dream and it's gone You know, and yes, certainly some of us have been able to pivot, but there's so many people that have lost so many things and it's it's hard to take it all in. And if you are, you know, as they say, an empath, or if you have tendencies to feel things heavily, it's very trying right now my personal experience is that i'm feeling a lot of things i feel like i'm carrying so much and i don't know how to put it down right now i feel a bit stuck creatively when it comes you know when it comes to how i want to show up online i i mean even recording this episode i i'm so late to the microphone if you will to put this this episode out because i just Everywhere I turn, the news feels so heavy. Like, yes, there is this glimmer of hope of us getting back to living, but I feel like I'm carrying a bunch of suitcases behind me with the trauma that we have endured this last two years. So what's working? You know, how how can we pull ourselves out of these feelings? I don't know if I have all the answers. I find... One thing that's happened in the last two years is that creatively, or just as a content creator, as a how I show up online, is typically like I would go through something, experience it, think about it, process it, and then share it with you. But now we're just doing all that in real time. Like there's no time (laughs) to sit with things. We're just one foot in front of the other. Let's keep moving. And, you know, here we are left after this two-year situation. And for myself, I'm a good 15, 20 pounds heavier than I've ever been. I am dealing with some body dysmorphia situation, not to use that word lightly, but for real, there's something going on here. I'm I'm not quite sure what's happening, but I'm feeling weird in my own body. I'm not sure about my reflection when I see it. And that surprises me. As someone who has confidence and thinks highly of themselves, it's just, it's a little bit of a weird thing to be going through. You know, I'm, I'm left with the impact of having been the sole income provider for my family for two years and um, Dean is returning to work, but we don't quite know what that's going to look like. So there's still a lot of uncertainty. Yes, he's going back. That stress is off the table, but now it's just a new thing to deal with what's it going to look like? How much is he going to be away? You know, how do we shift our lives now where I go back into doing a lot more of the domestic duties and responsibilities? And I have to change my routines and my habits a bit here. So change is always happening, right? Um, and knowing what will help me feel better. It seems like that's changed too. And I'd be curious to know how you guys are feeling with all of that. You know, in the past, movement, moving my body in some capacity has really been helpful. And I've been doing that and it's been great. But I have a weird hip injury that's causing me pause. And it's frustrating because I know that as I move, I'm going to feel better. But right now when I move, it kind of hurts. And so that's something that's unpleasant. So I've got to sort that out, you know, add one more thing to the to-do list great. You know, seeing friends, that's always been something that helps me feel better. And I don't know what it is, but like, I'm so deep in the, is it sorrow, despair? I'm using these terms lightly, but these are words that are popping into my brain as I'm thinking about it, but I'm having so much trouble connecting with people. I don't know what to say. I don't know that I feel that great. So when you have the question like, oh, how's it, how are you doing? How's it been? Like bad, it's been rough. Like I, I'm sorry, I'm a downer right now, you know. And so, how do I show up for people in that way? I've kind of forgotten how to do that. I need to flex that muscle more. I'm I'm a little bit out of practice, so I do want to see people. I do want to spend time with people, but I'm feeling like I don't remember how to organize myself in that way. I am certainly very hopeful and optimistic about experiencing things again. Adventure, spontaneity. You know, with Dean going back to work, we have the beautiful blessing of having access to airline passes. And that is something I'm holding on to quite strongly right now. I don't exactly have the budget to be going on these big trips, but I'm like, we're going to find a way to do little adventures just to like, I just got to reignite the spark of living again, you know, and how do I do that? You know, it's like, so what I do find particularly easy is spending time with family members. It's just an easy relationship where I feel like I can show up just as myself. And so I've been spending quite a bit of time, um, you know, chatting with my sister and my mom and my dad. And um, I'm actually hoping to go out to Ottawa area uh, over the course of spring break with my kids and visit with my brother and his family and his boys and, you know, spend some time with family and loved ones because it's like an easy win. I can stay at their homes. I don't have to spend too much money. It's like a nice escape. And then we feel like we went on an adventure and then we come back. So finding things and ways to just fill the cup a little bit is really what I'm working on right now. And of course, the elephant in the room is while we're doing all of these things for ourselves, the world, I mean, there is a bit of a dumpster fire going on right now with Russia invading Ukraine and how helpless I'm sure so many of us feel. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm trying to stay informed. It is physically painful. Like I feel physical pain when I'm reading the news. I mean, the latest photos about the impact on the maternity ward and stuff. I can't even. I'm not sure how to cope with this information. Like it, it wounded me when I read that yesterday. What's what? The, what is the impact of this going to be? How is this going to impact our lives? Like, you know, there's so many unanswered questions, and there is this feeling of two emotions occurring at the same time. You know, we can feel devastated for what's going on with the people of Ukraine and also feel a little bit sad about our lives or also feel happy about certain things going on in our lives. As much as there has been a bit of a downer situation personally for the last two years, there's been a lot of great things that have happened. How do I celebrate those moments? How do we celebrate those moments in the midst of real big world problems? these are heavy burdens I think so many of us are handling right now. And I don't have an answer, honestly. I felt like today I just wanted to chat with you to express that I'm feeling very similar things. A friend of mine in the industry, Tova Lee, she posted something just the other day, and I just couldn't help but nod and really feel the same feelings. You know, She says she feels stuck. There's so much going on in the world. She doesn't know what to say right now. How do we be funny? How do we show up and be funny online when there is devastation happening? How do we do that? And sometimes, you know, we don't have the right words and there's always stuff going on in the world. There's always big problems happening, but sometimes certain ones hit us a little bit different. And can we explain why? I don't know. You know, I don't know why this particular atrocity is more impactful than the last one. And I just appreciate seeing people like Tova, who I respect in this space, but show up and be able to say those words, to put into words what I'm feeling that I couldn't quite articulate. And so if you're feeling the same thing, I think the advice for you, like I've received from many of you, which is just take the time, allow yourself to feel those things, Um, try to show up for yourself in ways that will make you feel better. You are the only one who knows what those ways are. And I think the biggest thing for myself is giving myself grace in these times to know that it's not a permanent state of feeling. These moments will pass. These feelings will pass. You know, in Canada here where we've entered March, um, obviously you've entered March everywhere. Hello, but it's it's spring. Okay, so March in Ontario means stuff starts to melt. Uh, Spring hasn't quite occurred. We've still got a couple weeks left of winter, but you know, you start to see the beautiful buds on the trees and the green little plants pushing up from the ground, and it just feels like like it's happening. Okay, like the deep freeze of winter is coming to an end. The days are longer. The sun is shining. The sun feels different. It feels warmer. It's incredible, right? So it's coming. It's happening. I need that reminder. Maybe you need that reminder. All right, friends, that's it for this week. Join me next week where I'll be sitting down with Sarah from the Birds Papaya talking about all things motherhood, body, our impact, how we show up online. So many good things. Thank you for being here and I'll catch up with you next week. Frendo is produced by Amanda Muse with producer Dila Velasquez. Audio editing by Ali Ashbacker and Amanda Muse. Production and sound design by Rob Johnson. Can I ask a little favor? Can you share this podcast with a friend? It's the best way to help get Frendo into new ears. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find me on Instagram daily at Amanda Muse. YouTube for weekly videos at Amanda Muse. And TikTok for some laughs at Muse Amanda. Thank you for listening and join me next week.